Hello, this is Aminas in Paris podcast, and I am Zen. And if you didn't know, this is a podcast that's all about things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And with me today, virtually, if not in person, is Kristen. Hello out there. Hi. Hi. Emily. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listened in last week, we had a best of the best battle where we compared London versus Paris and camping versus glamping. Uh, glamping in Paris won. And to make it oh, spoiler cool, alert, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. If you haven't listened to it, and if you to make it absolutely clear, we weren't suggesting that London or camping wasn't good choices. It's just if you had a choice to go to one, or if you wanted to go to one first, we would choose chosen those locations first, and then go to the other one second, or do the second activity second. It's other activity. <laughs> um. Anyways. Today we have a contrast to last week, um, which I thought would be fun. We're going to feature what we think are some of the worst attractions that we've heard about or may have actually attended from around the world. We searched far and wide, and man, we're not just talking about overrated. We're talking lame tourist traps, things in questionable taste, or just kind of plain weird. So we'll be revealing our findings after our short sponsor break. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Okay, so I think, interestingly, that some of our choices will probably be controversial um, <laughs> as far as, like, places to see, I think. Uh, and then, after all, because one man's trash is another man's treasure, and if it exists, someone must be passionate about it, and there is a reason that people go here. Um, so, which brings me to my first international worst. This is... Maybe not a worst in, like, bad, but worse as in very weird, in my opinion. Um, one place I would not go to because it gives me the heebie-jeebies just looking at pictures of it. And this one is in Mexico. And it is the Island of Dolls. Or I think in Spanish it is Isla de las Muñecas. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Oh. Um, have you guys heard of it or been there? No. It okay. sounds like something I had heard of and seen, but go ahead, please. Yeah, okay, so basically the the story, it's an island off of Mexico. and A literal island. Yes, it's a literal island. Yikes, that um, makes it worse. Yeah, so the story, I don't know how true it is or if it's like folklore or something, but the story is that there was this man who kind of just went off and lived on the island on his own, kind of, like, isolated. Um, and he came across a girl, I guess, who drowned. And oh. so he was so scared of her spirits that he started tying, do like, baby dolls up on the tree branches so to appease her spirit. Um, I don't know the logic behind that. I guess there is no logic. But um, I guess over time, he just, as he lived there, he just kept putting babies up to kind of ward off the the dead girl's spirits, I guess. I'm sorry, uh, isn't that a little, like, 
that's <laughs> counterintuitive. Like a doll would attract a girl, a little girl spirit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's the version of the story that it's supposed to ward off spirits. And then there's a different version that's actually, that says that the dolls are her spirits. Oh, I don't God. really know. It's very, very extreme on both ends. But I guess over time, it just became a thing. Um, so people go there and like tie their, bring their dolls and tie them to trees. <gasps> and it's literally this island just full of hanging dolls that are like falling apart. Oh. That's terrifying. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a no-go for me in is it, is it in the pacific or the like caribbean that is a good question let me look that up for you that might change whether i decide to visit her. <laughs> <laughs> um it is let's see maps it is zooming out oh it's actually not in the ocean it's like in a canal Ah, this makes a lot more sense. Okay. So it's not, like, in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, south of Mexico City. Like, pretty close to Mexico City. Got it. Darn, I missed it. When I was there. Did did you guys ever watch Jack Whitehall? No. No. Oh, if you guys have not seen it, there's there's a British comedian named Jack Whitehall, and the television series um, on Netflix is called Travels with My Father. I mentioned this before. And um, he's a famous British comedian, but his father is a very famous British um, agent to movie stars. And, like, Colin Firth was, I believe, one of his clients. Mm. I think Judi Dench and such. Dame Judi Dench. Yes, Dame Dame. Judi Dench. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Jack Whitehall is very, very millennial. His father had him very late, like, in his 50s or something like that. And his father is a very British suit and tie proper kind of person. And they go on trips together and they just have, it's this kind of odd couple, but within the same family. And um, they, anyways, the reason why I mentioned it is because at one point they come across uh, like in Thailand or something like that. They find some uh, dolls and they're kind of like, look like these little boy and girl dolls. And they, uh, his father purchases one. And decides to um, adopt it and um, pretty much treat it better than his son. <laughs> throughout the series, <laughs> he buys it. Throughout the series, he's buying it clothes. You know, he's like always got him in the back of the, you know, when they go somewhere, he's taking him to the hotels. It, it's, it's, it's just a silly thing, anyways. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, okay. I heard a creepy doll. I don't know. Anyways, okay. if you look up the Island of Dolls or uh-huh. Island of Dead Dolls or something, you'll find uh-huh. it. It's probably like the first. Yeah, it's very creepy. Um, uh-huh. There's going to oh. be someone <laughs> listening there that's like right up their alley and that's like the right? best thing they've ever heard of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Amazing. yeah, not for me. Not yeah. for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to go, since you got one weird, I'm going to go with something equally as weird. And it is something called the Iceland Phallological Museum. And I just refuse to say that. So from now on, I'm just going to call it the PP Museum. Because you're <laughs> referring to phallological in a phallic sense, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, um, specifically boy parts. Mm. Um, yes. So mm. it is a museum. And uh, uh, 
in uh where where is this now? It's in Iceland. I think and, it's in Reykjavik. That's okay. pretty much the only, the only city. city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually <laughs> Emily, well why don't you explain this a little bit? Because actually I, I, I later on realized that you actually have been to this museum is that true okay so i haven't been inside oh. of it okay. um i don't know if I, I think i it's like very intriguing and weird but i don't know if i'd pay money to just walk around and look at peepees hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. we have you know, the internet like, at our disposal <laughs> yes <laughs> thing. um but yeah, so I was in Iceland, I think I mentioned this before, but like two, two or three years ago um, during Christmas time and Reykjavik, as I also just mentioned, is like the only city in Iceland. Um, so we, my mom and I were just walking around the city and it was either like the weekend or the evening time where all the stores were kind of closed down and we were just wandering around and I looked, I was peeking through the windows and I peeked through this one win- set of windows and I was like, what is this store selling? Like, what are these oh, items? Because <laughs> um, they're like in these glass, I mean, it's a museum. So it's like in those kind of glass cases with like little. Formaldehyde jars. Yeah, basically. It's just very, it was such a strange um, site. And then I like, obviously I kept walking. I got to like the front door area where it says in very normal words, like Iceland phallological museum. <laughs> Hmm. Um, and it was I was like I was like is this what I think it like I knew what that meant but I was like is this what I think it is Uh, so I had to google it I had to like cite my sources make sure that everything was like this is actually a thing were there like lots of people inside when you no because it was um it was closed uh, at the time yeah so that's why I was like very confused because if there were a lot of people in there I feel like it would have made, I don't know if that makes more sense, but like, right. Um, it would have been like a bigger indicator that this is a museum. It is what it is. Um, right. But it's like, Zen, I mean, I'm sure you like saw pictures maybe. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's, got like whale parts and like, apparently these, they have, uh, apparently they have over 215 different boy parts you know, every guy who goes in there is like crosses his legs. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> From all sorts of different land animals and sea animals and, and everything all across the board. And um, this is such a, I mean, I guess it's a very, very lit or somewhat legitimate museum because, okay, it does have a Wikipedia page. Now, does the Wikipedia page, you know, really validate you as a museum? No. But the Smithsonian <laughs> Magazine in 2013 wrote a full page article that you just Google Smithsonian Magazine and uh, the Iceland Phallological Museum. And they actually write an article about this museum. Wow. So, <laughs> Very reputable source. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's considered legit. So, anyways. It's so, apparently, they have concept. the. Yeah. I mean, they, apparently, there's like a lampshade made from. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> uh, bowl parts. Imagine, you know. like, the souvenirs that they would have. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, yeah. What, what, what does a gift shop look like exactly? <laughs> Oh, geez. oh you know, my God. For some reason of all the places for this museum to exist, Iceland would not have been at the top yeah, of my guesses. That's, 
let's yeah that's exactly what i'm so curious how it like got started i know oh oh there's stories about that apparently um the a history teacher (laughs) named i'll never pronounce this right but sigur hartson oh yes was given one i'm familiar was (laughs) given a a penis as a gift and it just yeah and and apparently that just intrigued him and then you started buying more and more you know went down to the and started collecting them and then eventually he became um you know it kind of became a joke right uh so people started giving him them them for birthday gifts i guess wow (laughs) and so yeah (laughs) so he, he started up a museum you know what's yeah. so interesting is like in researching for this week, like looking up museums, there were so many that started as people who were just kind of eccentric yes. collectors like that. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. And then it just became this weird destination. There, Emily, yeah. you were on the other. When, so Emily is on another podcast called Main Street UCI, which is on Disney, and we're both on it with two other people, um, Jennifer and David. And they, dis- we discuss in that particular podcast. There is one guy who was a huge re- collector of Star Wars memorabilia, and he's in Northern California. Oh, that's right. Okay. And his yeah, his collection became so large. It like is now housed in like seven or eight warehouses or something. Wow. Like and so he gives tours of his stuff. So it's kind of like. He, it, you know, so he has a tour of all of his Star Wars memorabilia, and people come from around the world to visit this uh, Star Wars museum. It's crazy. What's it called again? Like Obi? Is it? Oh, Obi Wan. Like Rancho Obi Wan, I believe. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know it had something to do with Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. So he has. I forget. Um, just like he has everything from full-size Darth Vader figures. He has all the original action figures. He has all the different weapons from them. He's got um, props from the movies. But it started out as a personal collection. And then now it's actually being curated. And they have tours where you can co- come visit. So, yeah, it's, it, lots of these start out as people's hobbies and then turn into <laughs> pas- or turn into museums. Uh, so how so, about you oh i'm sorry Kristen. No, i was just gonna say if you have an odd collection keep at it you could right. <laughs> oh my gosh my, um, um yeah my collection of floaty pens oh yeah see i would pay to see that <laughs> if you had enough of them uh, only 50 or so but well, cool. actually, that brings me into my museum. So maybe you can add your floaty pens to the, um, excuse me, the Cumberland Museum, Cumberland Pencil Museum. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because when I was looking this up, I see the Pencil Museum and it's just like, why? Like, whoever wants to see that, like. Why wouldn't you at least make it like all writing utensils, like the history <laughs> of writing stationary? Yeah. Add in the floaty pens. But this one is just a pencil museum. So what is more boring than that? Um, and one reason it also caught my attention is because it's in Keswick, England, which is in the Lake District and is like 
20 minutes from where my sister lives, which is already in the middle of nowhere. And of course, like this is somewhere I would never really want to visit, but being so close, it's a place you'd want to visit to say you visited because it's so stupid. I, you? I, no, you no, no. Oh, but next I, time you're going to go, won't you? Yes, next time I'm going to go. It apparently has the world's largest coloring pencil. So That's awesome. Prepare yourself. I oh, mean, man. maybe because... The Lake District is definitely known it's for its like beauty and like outdoorsiness. So maybe when there's so little to physically do, museums like this really take off. I don't know. Um, but it makes I just, sense to me. Yeah, I just have to wonder like how something so boring becomes a thing. And I wonder if you could pay to get in. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I just how is it like organized? Are they like sharpened? By like color. <laughs> are, are they chewed on? You yeah. Know, you are they know? chewed? Oh, or like, like in- celebrity <laughs> pencils or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this was chewed on by President Truman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, that just belongs in in President Truman's museum, not a pencil museum. <laughs> this actually has um, some of his DNA on it. <laughs> so what's interesting too is so now I'm googling it and. The article I found it was um, referred to as the Cumberland Pencil Museum, but everything else is referring to it as the Derwent Pencil Museum. FYI, so I'll make sure I get it right. But but Derwent apparently is a manufacturer of art supplies. They probably bought out the museum. Did you know that off the top of your head? No, I did not oh, okay. actually know that. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, like, because, you do that out there so quickly. And, and, no, no, no. The only reason, because the thing is, like, as what we don't actually, you know, just to our listeners, we don't actually discuss our findings with each other. Cause so these are, this is actually genuine surprise when we hear some <laughs> of these things. Um, I did reveal my museum to Emily, but she had mentioned it before. So the thing is, as Kristen was bringing this up, I, I was Googling it. Cause I yeah. want to see, I wanted to see what the heck this was. <laughs> right. Cause what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, because what the heck? Well, well, here's a little background that I'm finding, and that is that pencil manufacturing in and around Keswick goes back nearly 200 years. So apparently this is a very cultural (laughs) thing for them. It's part of their industry, I guess. They're made out of mahogany or some kind of wood that's... I wonder how they're doing now, because everyone's into pens that I know of. I just switched back to, um, he was using a mechanical pencil to take notes yesterday. Yeah. This feels awesome. I forgot. Miss mechanical pencils. Yeah. We got a couple pencil fans in the office, though, that we, I know. Artists? No, no. um, You know, Michelle, um, she only uses pencils and she has a, like a, Pencil sharpener, pencil sharpener, yeah, electric pencil sharpener, and everything is just like wow, you know. That boggles my mind because the reason I don't like them is because it smears everywhere, and then like that's exactly what happened to me yesterday, which is why I'm no longer using it. And then over time, like your notes are even, you can't read them. Yeah, give me a good gel pen or or fountain pens, you know. Fountain pens, so fancy. Emily, were you a part of the generation that did the milky gel pens on like the black paper? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And oh my God. I didn't do it on black paper. Mm. Um, I wasn't that cool, but I did. I don't know if I was gifted this. I must have been gifted this because no way would my parents just buy it for me. (laughs) Um, But it was like a full like set where you could, it was like a plastic 
thing that you could open and close, obviously. Uh, so you could <laughs> open it. And uh, it was like a full set of like the shit on the top was the shimmer gel pen. <gasps> and on the bottom was like the like the regular non-shimmer gel pens and it was stacked like that i would go to a museum of the gel pens for sure those are way better (laughs) much more exciting Mm -hmm. oh my goodness this is uh, we 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 can start one up now yes we found we found our museum perfect (laughs) our museum all right okay um is it back to me now yeah okay um Okay, I'm deciding which of these two I should talk about. I'll do a, a like a place. So my next quote unquote worst, I don't know if you would call it the worst, but it's definitely like an overrated tourist trap mm. in my opinion. And it's Times Square, New York. <gasps> but you got to see it at least once. No, exactly. That's told, That's my caveat. I'm like, I okay. totally understand if you're the first timer, <clears throat> you got to see it at least once because that's what you always see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, if you've already seen it, you've seen it. <laughs> that's all sure. you need to see. Sure. It's like, it's loud. It's crowded. Dirty. It's dirty. I mean, like, the place, like, there's not really much to do except for shop in stores that exist in other parts of New York. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then eat in, like, very generic. There's, like, an <laughs> olive garden in Times Square. Yeah. Red Lobster. There's, like, a hard, there's a hard rock um, cafe, too. I've eaten there. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> um, but it's just, like, it's, like, the biggest tourist trap, yes. in my opinion. Yes. Um there literally no New Yorker will ever go there. <laughs> like if you're, I feel like if you're a true New York, I mean, Chris did back me. But oh, you avoid Times Square yeah, like you, the plague. Exactly. Like yeah. the only people you will find there are tourists. Like the, yeah. the most touristies of, of tourists. Um, although I do think that if, at least in my opinion, I've been there a couple of times, even though I say you should only go there once. Um, yeah. But I did find like a good like five to ten dollar steal like on those basic like quintessential I Heart New York shirts. So <laughs> no, I mean, you, if you you're can, looking for that, no, no, you can find those on Canal Street. That's fine. Okay, or like Little Italy. True. So <laughs> you can still avoid Times Square if you want. Fair. Yeah, but, but then that kind of mind. that that actually brought up something. This was like actually a B list for me. But you brought up Hard Rock Cafe, and I think Hard Rock is the biggest tourist trap ever. I don't think they're good. I think the food's awful, and it's just like it. I don't get it either. Because <clears throat> <laughs> I've only been to the one in Times Square, and that was. I don't even know why. I was with my brother and my dad, and I think we were just really hungry. Yeah. And that was, like, the only place that was, like, a short line and was open. And you know what? I've been to a very small handful of them, and maybe because we're American, I don't get it. Because, like, we literally went to one in Oslo, and I think it was because we were so hungry and there was nothing else. And I'm like, why the F am I in a Hard Rock Cafe (laughs) while I'm in Norway? Like, it's the exact same as the U.S. Like, I want to be somewhere else. (laughs) And it's not even, like, good comfort food. It's just horrible Hard Rock food. So, sorry, Zen, I keep cutting you off. Oh, no, 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 no. no. You know, it's it's funny because it's... um, it, can we make that one of the worst? Maybe we should include that on the list of the worst of the worst, right? Because they're kind of like really poor music museums around yes. the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, 
<laughs> oh my god, that's true. They were like the point of them is because of that like music aspect or something like that. Yeah, I think well, they're always in tourist spots. Do you know what I mean? I they're always somewhere very touristy and it's designed to get tourists to sh- come up, come in and eat in the restaurants. And I've eaten at a couple of them, just mostly because like. I just wanted to see. It, it, actually, it's more out of the curiosity. I've only been in two or three. It's like, why does everyone talk about this place? Right. So I went through, eat there a couple times and went, it's Americana and it's okay. Yeah. And it was neat to see all the some of the memorabilia, but there's no real reason to go there to a hard rock cafe. It's definitely not the food. And once you've seen the memorabilia, you know, oh yeah, it's a Prince guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, what, where do you go from there? Yeah. So. And one thing that always kind of was weird to me, like, the ones I've been, I think I've only been to the ones like in London and Oslo, but they do have like impressive, like, um, artifact. Oh, I've been to the one in Vegas too. So I've seen like, I think like Lady Gaga's meat dress was in one or something, but which is <laughs> oh, kind of like, cool. like, yeah, well, that's cool. But again, like there's no theme around them. So it's just, you get what you right. get at whatever one. And it can be something <laughs> totally random or it might be someone you're like semi interested in. And it's just like, yes. okay. And you don't know what's <laughs> where. And I don't get it. You know, when I was young, hard rock was kind of a place like in high school that like if people went somewhere they would always come back with a hard rock. It was the London the app. boomers Starbucks because now the millennials yeah. collect Starbucks uh, mugs. <laughs> I was just gonna say yeah. that. I was just gonna say that it was the equivalent of coming back with a Starbucks mug from Paris. Or and I'm so like guilty that. of that. Yeah. So I mean, because oh yeah, because why would you want to go to a Starbucks in France? Right, you know? but but it's There's no reason. But like, oh, go ahead. getting a Starbucks abroad is way less of of a commitment than doing a full meal like abroad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you happen to that's get your true. coffee just to keep walking. You don't like waste a whole meal on another hamburger. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that when I was a kid, you know, that was I'm not a boomer, by the way. <laughs> I'm an Xer. Sorry, Gen um, X. <laughs> Fair enough. But it, people, people would come back with this, just like, oh, you had it. Oh, you went to Paris, right. and he has a Hard Rock Cafe T-shirt. Like you know, the it's weirdest like, souvenir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was the cool thing to have when I was a kid because it. I mean, couple. I mean, first of all, it was it showed off that you went to Paris. Sure. Right. And then the second thing was this thing I I had it was a brand being from Ohio. Yeah, I don't think there's I mean when I was in Ohio, I don't think there's a single hard rock cafe in Ohio. So it's always in these kind of exotic places. But you know, I I oh, remember good. when I was younger definitely seeing so many hard rock cafe shirts for sure. Yeah. So there I you go. I can't say the same. Um okay. there's a hard rock cafe in Cleveland for sure. You know and what, in Northfield. Oh. oh. Anyway, I don't even know where that is, but it's Ohio. <laughs> North. Uh, if field. it's in Ohio, it'd probably be next to the, not too far from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, I bet. That's the uh, only place. It would have to be. Wait a minute. That would I mean, make sense. There's one in Ohio? I don't see it on the list. I'm pulling it up just to, for giggles. So. Well, I found it through TripAdvisor. It says Hard Rock Cafe Cleveland. Oh, and maybe it closed. Oh, yeah, maybe it did. <laughs> um, okay. Too well. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go follow up that with that one with. There is a city in Iowa, 
and the city is called named Riverside. Uh, there's a Riverside, California. <laughs> so I, not, not Riverside, California. Okay. And it is known as the birthplace of Captain Kirk. Really? In 200 years. Wait. <laughs> oh my god, that's so <laughs> What? I don't get it. His, his future Captain- birthplace. Yeah. Because Captain Kirk is a television series that's in the future, and he hasn't been born yet. You mean Star Trek? Star, Star Trek. Trek. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're just going to say this is where he was born? Well, apparently... Or is that Gene canon? Roddenberry, yeah. It's semi-canon, because apparently Gene Roddenberry uh, said Captain Kirk was born in o- Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then the city came up with the idea and said, hey... He, they could be. He could have been born here, <laughs> and then they apparently they semi petitioned him. Oh my god! Uh, and he said, "Sure, <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> why not?" And so he. And so why not? So he grew up in Iowa, huh. and so it's this little little one stoplight city, as far as I can tell, and it, and they have like apparently it almost looks like a headstone in a cemetery. Oh, Captain god. Kirk was born here, and it's behind like a hair salon. But people come from all around the world to come to the birthplace of Captain Kirk. Wow. So, <laughs> in this Iowa. And, um, uh, <laughs> oh my God, it does look like a headstone. <laughs> it looks like a headstone. And now the funny thing is that the new series with Christopher Pine kind of changes the canon. Uh, Chris Pine. You, you Christopher Pine. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Because uh, he was born in space. That's true. Because uh, he was born in space as his father uh, is piloting a ship mm-hmm. or something like to his death. And he puts him and his mother into uh, like a lifeboat, essentially, yeah. um, from the spaceship and jettisons, jettisons him. So um, anyways, that's actually, now that I think of it, that's an awful s- Superman kind of story, isn't it? Yes. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a KL story. So, <laughs> they stole Superman. I Wikipedia'd um, James T. Kirk, a.k.a. Captain Kirk. Type, Tiberius. Tiberius, by the way. Tiberius. Thank you. Tiberius is T. It even says <laughs> he was born in Riverside, Iowa on March 22nd, 2233. Yes. Doesn't everyone know this? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, I as far as I know, there's nothing else around this whole area. There's nothing else around that whole state. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Iowa. You know who's from Iowa is um, Elijah Wood. I don't know why I know wait, that. Wait, what about Elijah Wood? He's from Iowa. That's random. Oh, you know who else is? <laughs> Ashton Kutcher. Uh, Why do I know oh, these things? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So, so funny. All right. Fun. Follow that oh. one up, Kristen. It's <laughs> just so funny that they petitioned to yeah. make it. <laughs> and I bet you every Any, other uh, city in Iowa is like, damn it. Why didn't we think of that? You know what? I think they actually have like a parade or a party every year to celebrate the birth of Kirk. Aww. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's kind of cool, right? So they make anyways. it a thing. It's not just they a make headstone. it a thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, now this just reminded me of something somewhat similar. 
It's in a city called Winslow, Arizona. And if that sounds familiar, it's from the Eagles song when he says, I don't know. I have to think about now. I was something, <laughs> something, something in Winslow, Arizona. I had seven women on my mind. Anyways. Oh, yeah. So in the town of Winslow, Arizona, there is an intersection where they've painted the wall, like a mural of like the Eagles or like oh. a depiction of that song. And they just play that song like 24 seven. Apparently. <laughs> no. I had a friend in high school who visited it. Um, no. Yes. And they play it. Do they really play it? 24 hours. That's, what my, that's what my friend said, but maybe it's just like during the oh day. But anyways, what is that lyric? But that wasn't even like on my list. You just reminded me of that. And it's like how there's nothing else going on there, but they put that up and I'm sure people go look at it now. I'm sure they do. It looks like a oh very normal, like street corner. Did you look it up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, I'm standing on the corner. In Winslow, in Winslow, standing Arizona. on the corner. Thank you. And isn't there like a mural of someone like standing on the corner? <laughs> <Is> <laughs> oh, no. I-, I think it's just a, I think it literally just is the text Winslow, Arizona. Oh, okay. And then people will stand. Oh, there's a statue. Okay. Sorry. Maybe that's. There's a statue. There's a statue. Oh, my God. And there's like a signpost. I'm glad we're fact checking this because obviously my <laughs> and- memory did not serve me well. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I wonder how why they chose Winslow, Arizona for that song. It just probably Talking about that. fit in with the syllables or something, or maybe he was really oh standing goodness. on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Could be. Could be. So that's another little would Americana. You, yeah. Would you buy a Hard Rock Cafe mug from <laughs> Winslow, Arizona? <laughs> no, but I'd buy a Starbucks mug. <laughs> Um, no, but honestly, the real thing I wanted to say was, um, tourist trap. And this is like a big one. There's probably going to be a lot of contention around this, but I think the Moulin Rouge is just not worth anybody's time. Ooh, tell me more. I actually don't really know what it is. I've only ever heard of it. Wait, I thought you went to the Moulin. Oh, oh, it was Katharina went to the Moulin Rouge. Oh, yeah. Yes, I I think think she, yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it before. But I mean, it's essentially, it was like, like a theater, like a, a performance venue. And they Mm -hmm. do like the, you know, the burlesques and the like topless can-cans and things like that. And, and it became obviously, I mean, it was, I think it was very big in its day, but then with the advent of the movie that came out in the late nineties, I guess people kind of like clamored all over it again. So, um, when I was studying abroad, my mom and sister came to visit me. We visited Paris and my sister was all adamant that we had to go see the Moulin Rouge and it's in a (coughs) very sketchy, sketchy neighborhood. Oh yeah. And it's in Pigali. And it's like the weirdest thing because it is so, ugly from the outside it is so nothing it's almost like once it became famous they're like well we better put something up so they like threw up a like cheap windmill and it just says moulin rouge like really oh no did no. they change that no that that windmill has been really around for oh. over a hundred years oh. that was always the symbol of the moulin rouge well it makes <laughs> sense because moulin rouge literally means red windmill but just that oh. it, um yeah. I just felt like the one oh, we saw, it looked so cheap from the outside. Maybe they cleaned it up since then. But, like, the pictures that you no. see in person, it was just like, what? <laughs> um, I was there two years ago. I didn't go into the Moulin Rouge, but I passed by the Moulin Rouge. 
Um, I, I think I even mentioned this is when I was, we were actually on, um, we just took a tour bus, like a hop on hop off and, and it cut through that part of the city and it was completely filled with adult stores, that whole area. And it's area. like a seedy ah. area. It's seedy yeah. adult stores. And one of the store shops very close by within a block or two, there was like an S and M shop and they had all the uniforms of them in the window. And we're on the top floor of this, you know, mm. <laughs> this tour bus. And my daughter looks over and goes, Daddy, what's oh, no. that? Oh, I think it's a costume <laughs> shop. And just turned around and stopped. Oh, no. I think it's a costume oh, shop. Geez. And that was it. And I never said anything else. It's like, that's a strange costume. Yeah. You know? And she's like, oh, yeah. But it was just like, oh, you know, it like had a gimp. Oh, no. You know, like gimp suit, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That yeah. type of stuff. You know, yeah. black gimp yeah. suits. Like, oh. They make weird costumes <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the only, I mean, that's the sketchiest part of Paris that I saw. I mean, other parts, I it was, there was nowhere else that compared quite yeah. to that. <laughs> and to be fair, we like didn't see a show there, but I just feel like I can only imagine it's a super like overpriced, like they just give the tourists what they want to see. I'm sure there's nothing right. like authentic about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's just one that I'm like, no one like, that's an easy skip for me. If someone was going to Paris and asked, but well, Katharina was mortified after oh, yeah. seeing it. Oh, yeah. I wish. Oh, did she actually watch it? She actually, her mom, I, I believe she, t- her mom set, took her there to, and they didn't quite know what it was. So they, I mean, they heard about it and it's like, okay, let's go. And she was in her teens, like early <gasps> oh, teens, like 13, 14 yes. years old. Okay. And then out come all these topless women. <laughs> and oh, she just like started to freak out because like her mom's sitting uh. right next to her and she's, they're doing the can can or whatever. And she was just mortified. Oh. <laughs> Sounds traumatic. Hi, Miss Catherine. I know. <laughs> so she always has a story yeah, like she that. She does, yeah. Some good ones. Who's right. up? I can't remember. Um, I think it's me. Uh, okay. I'll do my last one. I feel like I'm just going to say it. We can discuss it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> this is, I don't know if it's necessarily under category of tourist trap but it's the plymouth rock in massachusetts oh you've seen it i have both have seen it okay Okay. (laughs) so uh it's a rock (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) it is a rock it is a rock (laughs) um i was like when we were doing this uh, kind of research i looked it was on one of the articles that i found and the first uh, before all the information loaded it was just plymouth rock and this the caption was just as advertised a rock. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, this is it. this is exactly what it is. Um, we yeah, I mean, do something on like bad tourist reviews. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that would be so fun. Um, but yeah, so the Plymouth Rock, it's claiming to be like the birthplace, like where America started, um, but it really isn't in a way. <laughs> in a lot of ways, no one. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways, because no one knows exactly the place, and technically they landed somewhere else before they came to Plymouth, and there's, like, a bunch of history that doesn't really add up, and it basically is just, like, they decided that this was the spot just because um, it it was in Plymouth, and I think they decided, like, in the 18th or something century that they were just like, yep, this is where America started, Um, 
It's kind of like Captain Kirk's birth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's pretty we- funny uh, because when I've been, I've been to, I have family in Massachusetts and in Boston, so I go to visit a lot. And But I've never been to Plymouth Rock or um, what's the, is it Jamestown? Oh, yeah, that's Jamestown the, Settlement in Virginia. Yeah. So, no, okay, that's in Virginia. There's a different town. Oh, in Massachusetts. In, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Is it Williams? No, that's also- Williamsburg. Is Williamsburg's amazing. also in Virginia, I think. Right? Okay. Pause. Uh, <laughs> Let's do some back checking. Williamsburg, Virginia. Jamestown yeah. okay. settlement. We're talking Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. yeah. I wait. love Colonial Williamsburg. But anyway. Jamestown's also there's in Virginia. Like- Wait, there's a place in Massachusetts. Massachusetts like colonial, colonial place. <laughs> colony huh. place? Massachusetts Bay Colony? Oh my god, it's the Plymouth Plantation. I don't oh, know why. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was in the name. Okay. So it's not as the Plymouth Plantation is not as cool, I'm assuming. I haven't been to Jamestown or Williamsburg, but it's Essentially, I'm assuming <coughs> similar idea. It's like people dressed up uh, yeah, in like yeah. the time and you kind of just walk around. So, yes, it's like a reenactment. Um, so, if you're going for like an experience of the first settlers, I would go there, the Plymouth Plantation, and just skip over the rock. <laughs> Is uh, the rock nearby? It's just a rock. It's like driving distance. I'd say like probably 20, 15, 20 minute drive because okay. it's like inland, um, the town. And so, but the rock is really funny because it's this rock that's like caged in mm-hmm. because it's like this special in its own rock. zoo. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's such a it's funny like a pit. Yeah, it's like in a pit, from what I recall, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in a pit. It has its own like uh, structure above it to like give it like shelter, <laughs> and then it's Does like it have caged a in. water dish too. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So I see it. I Googled it, and the rock is stamped with 1620. Was that added later? Yeah. It was definitely added later. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. A little too (laughs) contrived for me. A little historic tourist trap i guess Mm, that's funny all right i'm gonna follow up with my last one and uh it is and i'm really disappointed because i was there the month before um this went up it is a 25 foot statue of jeff goldblum (laughs) which they put up in London in 2018 to celebrate Jurassic Park's 25th year anniversary. Wait, Zen, did you mean to put this on the Best of the Best podcast? <laughs> oh, no, no, uh, no. Why no. is this on the Worst of the Worst? Because that sounds amazing. It's a, tw- well, it was a, tw- apparently the statue, and it was of uh, Dr. Malcolm. You know that one scene where he's kind of like laying back and he's all sweaty and he's got his shirt. It's like open, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, and so the, apparently the statue was called Tyrannosaurus Pex. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> And it was up there for two months. It's this 25-foot um, statue, and kind of bronze-looking and such. And 
it was just and it was like apparently a th- stone throws away you can uh from the uh, tower bridge huh. and yeah, so there's a lot really of pictures close. of this thing yeah yeah and you there's a lot of pictures of people who have taken pictures of this jeff goldblum statue and in the background is a very very large tower bridge it's really really close that sounds awesome so yeah and it's just like but who who uh you think this is awesome yes <laughs> Well, we did have the disclaimer: one man's trash is another man's treasure. (laughs) So, was this like um, a rotating exhibit? Did it go to another city? Actually, you know, everything I found out about it was that it was up for like two, uh, not even two months, like two weeks, and it then was taken down and. No one has mentioned where this statue oh, actually it just is. Disappeared. It's in someone's Jurassic Park museum, uh, collection, yeah. <laughs> and he's going to open up a museum. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum has it in his. Yes, <laughs> love it. But I was actually there like the month before, so I'm kind of uh, three weeks before, so I'm a little bit disappointed that I yeah. missed it. So, but who wants to go to Britain during the summer? London during the summer. Meh, be better than going any other time where it's always rainy. Yeah, but it's hot. Uh, We're used to it. All right. Yeah. Next. Well, my last thing, and I don't think this is necessarily even like, you don't go to Geneva to see this, but you will see it. And I don't understand it, but it is the... Flower. No, I like the flower clock. The the jet okay. go, which is the like the water jet, and it's just a giant like jet stream of water from the middle of Lake Geneva that's just like on twenty four seven, and it's it's like even low like you can find it as like an attraction on guides and in maps and things like that. And I don't understand. All it does is just, it's just water like blowing up in a jet stream. And I'm just, (laughs) you'll see it. You'll see it from like, I think it's visible from all over the town. And like, because it's in the middle of the lake and a lot of the attractions are so close to the lake, like it's inevitable to see. I don't think anyone specifically goes to see it, but I'm just like, why is that a thing? I don't understand. I tell you what, I'm looking at a picture yeah. of it right now because I never heard of this personally. Yeah. And it looks like someone ran over a fire yeah. hydrant. And the fire hydrant <laughs> is just going up. <laughs> yeah, it literally looks like it's a fire hydrant in the middle of the lake that someone ran over with their boat. You know, they're drinking a little bit too much, you know, underestimated that turn. So, but yeah, no, it's like a thing. Wow. It's like a thing. But I will say that in like, looking at it there are some beautiful pictures at night i guess they might like light it up different colors but then at that point i'm like just make it a nighttime thing like during the day you just always <laughs> see it and i think it's it's pretty if i remember right it's pretty centralized like in the lake but depending on the wind you could watch it like kind of sway and so i would feel like you're gonna send all this like cold air mist like all over and it's already cold there so just turn it off I don't get it. So, I'm on its uh, I'm on its Wikipedia page, and it says that it was installed in 1886. Um, wow! And it was used as a safety valve for a hydraulic power network. Huh. So it has like a functionality. Okay. I was right. It was a fire. Was. Yeah. Someone knocked it off, and they haven't been able to put it back on. <laughs> they haven't been in two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh boy. Well, that's a thing. Like, that's oh, yeah. Man. So it's a national treasure, yeah. apparently. It really is. And on the wiki page, it says it's featured on the city's official tourism yeah, website, see? and it's the official logo uh, um, for Geneva's hosting of group stage matches. How is that a logo? What does that even look like? <laughs> they should make the flower clock the logo. <laughs> It's, it's on their coins. Yeah, really. <laughs> they need to make their own national treasure movie, and instead of someone stealing the Constitution, they turn the water jet off. And <laughs> make it Hollywood. We're waiting. You know they're making another national Good. treasure movie, They're right? making it like a series. Uh, make, is it a series? Yeah. I thought they're so... They're making a television series, but there's also supposedly oh. a third <gasps> movie, I think, with Nicolas Cage. Nice. So there's going to be like two new... Like things happening. That's so exciting. I need to rewatch. I think the that. National Treasure. I Those were good. National I like them. You know what? Just yeah. last summer, when I was in DC, um, w- uh, my friend and I went to the National Archives, which is where they have the Constitution. And there's yeah. a very long line, and you you walk around, you see it, and right in front of us was a family with some kids and the kids were like getting a little rowdy. They weren't being like disrespectful, but they were kind of like leaning over the glass and the security guard goes, Hey little girl, be careful. Nicholas Cage is going to come out and steal you. If you put your hands on that. <laughs> wow. They got some humor here. Referencing some pop culture. Apparently the reference was lost upon the kid though. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they got it, but it cracked me up. That's awesome. <sighs> yeah. Right. So, do you agree with us? Maybe you don't. Let us know by sending in your opinion on our Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures around the world and interesting articles. Yeah, Zen, why don't you make a poll and see if people agree if Jeff Goldblum should be on the best of the best or the worst of the worst? <laughs> okay, we'll put that on the Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> we'll put that on the, Is this... I'll just say... We won't even... We'll just put down... Is this awesome or is yeah. this terrible? Okay. I just want to know. All right. So last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) 